Inspire with the CEDP Mission Team. Connecting with teachers to transform students' experience of religious education. Welcome to Inspire. My name is Scott Carroll and I'm a teaching educator with the Mission Team for Catholic Education in the Diocese of Parramatta. In this episode, we're joined by the team from Marian Catholic College, Kenthurst. Welcome to Religious Education Coordinator Alicia Shaw, teachers Jordan Macri and Isabella Bizarza, as well as teaching educator Bruce Carr. It is a special treat today to be joined by students Claudia Como and Emily Nasso, who have generously shared their learning in a very creative way, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's get to the conversation. So here we are with the team from Marian College. We're looking at Stage 5, Learning Cycle 4, Why is Care of Our Common Home a Moral Imperative? Bruce, do you want to give us a bit of an overview of this learning cycle before we hear from the team? Uh, Yeah, thanks, Scott. So the learning cycle is predominantly involving our call to stewardship uh, and the responsibility of us as Catholics to our common home. Um, And I think the question, driving question there we looked at was, is care of our common home a moral imperative? Fantastic. We're going to start now with Claudia and Emily, who are students at um, at Marian Catholic College. Claudia and Emily, do you want to tell us about how you shared your learning and the steps that led up to that? Well, we thought it would be a really, really nice idea to um, share our learning through something that was really creative. Um, we both are quite musical, so we thought it'd be really interesting to um, take our learning and implement that into something that we love to do. Um, and we really tried to create something that was, um, you know, relatable and really catchy, really, so to make sure that um, the message really got across. If catchy was your aim, I think you hit the nail on the head because <laughs> I was listening to the song and my daughter walked past, she's in year one, and by the time she got to the other side of the room, she was singing along and she knew, she knew the hook in the, in the chorus. So you nailed that brief. Tell us about the lyrics then. Claudia, do you want to speak a little bit about um, the lyrics that you yeah. put together there? So we both put together li- the lyrics. So um, we really focused on four main elements of creation, which was um, the sky and the sea and the land and the plants. Um, and really tried to focus on different issues that are um, in relation to those elements and thought they'd be really cool to kind of implement them into separate little um, verses and then bring them together in the chorus. We um, we tried to, like, really emphasise the fact that, like, it's something that we all need to work together to achieve, like, caring for our home. Emily, tell us about uh, what what was that key line that, that we keep hearing throughout? What's the hook? Um Basically, it was like we need to work together to like protect our common home, like work with like everybody Mm -hmm. because it's not something we can achieve on our own. It needs to be a group effort. I imagine that there are there are lots of communities, lots of schools, and Mm -hmm. other places in which people care for the environment. Mm -hmm. What is particularly Catholic about caring for the environment? I think it's really reflecting on that kind of the story of creation and how it was all of God's work. And I think that's what we kind of tried to um, really emphasise on throughout the song and um, help that be the key message that, you know, whilst it was also general that everyone needs to help the environment, trying to 
like tune into that we as Catholics have to um, use our religion and kind of, you know, through that um, help the environment. So, yeah. We were also thinking about the story of Adam and Eve and how they were they were given the responsibility of looking after um, looking after the animals and the plants, but they sort of betrayed God's trust and how it's important that we, like, strive to not do that again. You've talked about scripture. You've talked about the creation story. You've talked about Adam and Eve. Tell us a little bit about connections to our tradition. I notice in the learning cycle, I'm looking at it here, it talks about um, the principles of Catholic social teaching. There are some references to um, to Laudato Si, mm-hmm. the document that was shared with us by Pope Francis. Can you make any connections to, to those ideas, Emily and Claudia? The, um, the Catholic social teachings, they, like, speak about how um, we're expected to, like, act and treat one another, which is which ties in with this um, this topic because, like, stewardship is about our responsibility to care for, care for one another and care for the earth in particular. Um, and the Laudato Si sort of um, outlines that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. I could, I could see a couple of very, very proud teachers, I think. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> what, what did you hear just now that, that um, really resonated with you? Because I, I know the podcast is, a, isn't, is not a visual medium, but for mm-hmm. me I had the benefit of being able to see smiles as, as students name particular, uh, ah. particular elements of learning. Bella? Well, it's just great to see because, um, like, Claudia and Emily said we talked about the Catholic social teachings. We did talk about Laudato Si um, and all those aspects of Genesis. And it's really good to see that it's translating in the classroom because sometimes you don't necessarily see that. I'm so proud of you girls for saying those things. It was really good to see. <laughs> and also hearing that the question on why is this a Catholic, something Catholics should care about, hearing your answers to that was really nice to hear because obviously it's not something only Catholics should do, but then there is that Catholic aspect to it. So was very nice to hear. Ladies, there seems there's two of you there. Um, could there have been four of you or could there have been one? And what, what sort, how did that affect the learning process? Well, I think it was good to collaborate. It was yeah. nice to kind of bounce ideas off and, you know, have that communal sense of knowledge. So it was, um, I think if we'd done it individually, it would have been a little bit different because I think with two people it was really um, yeah. nice to be able to have, you know, a variation of understanding and, um, you know, it was, it was a good thing, I think. Yeah. Was there a moment where you were stuck and, and the collaboration actually helped you to find a way through? Yeah, well, I mean, at some points we had a bit of, um, I guess you could say, writer's block and it was hard to put it all into, put it into words. So playing a bit of hot potato with the iPad, passing it back and forth and, you know, coming up with like, like one line each. But, yeah, we were pretty happy with how, what we came up with together. And ladies, you mentioned the elements of creation at the start. So, did you? Were they, how did you get to choose, or, or did you get to choose the, the particular elements that you wrote the song about? Um, well, we chose. We were allowed to choose the one that spoke to us the most, one that we, we were most interested in, um, you know, presenting about. And we chose the. Well, I chose the sky and the sea and Claudia chose the land and plants. plants. And we thought they really correlated with each other as well. So they're the ones we kind of tried to focus on the most. So, yeah. And what did you think about having that choice, that freedom to choose? Did you think that, is that normal process for learning or? 
Um, um, I think yeah, it we, is in a way, but yeah. I really, I think we both really enjoyed that sense of freedom of kind of guiding your own learning to what you're most interested in. So um, that was enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah. How did other people share their learning? Um, um, I think we had a few artworks. There were a few yeah, artworks. A few artworks. Um, some a speech. A speech. Yeah. Speech. Um, oh. We um we also had to write a rationale and reflect on like reflect on how we were showing um the importance of caring for the earth in our in our presentation in our song. And so that was common to everybody, irrespective of the form that their presentation took. Is that right? Yes. yes. So we had to complete a reflection. So um, yeah. Terrific. Well done. Thanks, Lisa. girls. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Alicia, would you like to speak a little bit as the REC uh, and talk about how you as a school prepared for this new way of learning and how you supported your teachers in, in preparing for that? So first of all, I want to say that the 0.3 FTE that we received uh, from CDP was um, really at the heart of everything we've been able to do at Marian Catholic College. Without that sort of alloca time allocation, then I really feel that we couldn't achieve the rich results that we've already seen in only one trial aspect of the learning cycles. The way we decided to use the FTE is that three teachers, myself, Bella, and another teacher uh, had a reduced load for this year. So we each lost a class, which meant that we could meet uh, very regularly during our timetabled lessons as well as having uh, planning days. Without that and without the help of Bruce and the guidance of Bruce as our uh, teacher educator, Ari, uh, again, we wouldn't have been able to achieve the results that we did. Uh, so we made sure that it was very much a team effort in terms of our planning uh, and we didn't decide to do, you know, one learning cycle each. We really have all worked on all of the learning cycles that we've looked at together. And that's allowed us to make sure that we've got a, a holistic learning journey for our students and that there's something in there that all students will be able to uh, flourish with. Yeah, so it's been actually, as the um, teaching educator for Marion Catholic College, it's been a privilege to work with such a dedicated team. Uh, and under Alicia's leadership, she's planned for days, specific days for me to come in. Uh, we've worked together for the entire day and then we've taken during their uh, religious education meetings, we've taken the team's planning to the wider staff and given them, opened the door for them to actually engage with the learning cycle and the planning. And that then gives everybody ownership. And it's been an amazing experience of collaborative learning and teaching um, in, the, in the situation. How about for you, Bella and Jordan? How has that looked for the two of you? Um, like Alicia said, it was really good that we were very collaborative about the experience rather than separating it to different learning cycles. Inquiry-based learning is um, completely different to what we used to do at Barry Catholic College. This is the first term that we've really immersed ourselves in it and it was really awesome to have, um, of course, Alicia and all our other teammates as well as Bruce as well helping us out because it's such a new thing that a lot of people were nervous about and you can see that in the staff room. They're a bit nervous about that change but once we came together and discussed it, a lot of people are actually quite excited about it. So that's really awesome. And given that I personally wasn't part of the programming, it was nice to see that um, when we began these learning cycles, we had um, we had RE meetings to actually discuss um, how certain things should be approached. And then once they began in the term, Bruce came and visited lessons just to see how it looks in the classroom, but then also add things into the lessons, which was really nice to see. We could then give feedback, we could see what was working, what may need to improve as the term continues. So very collaborative, very good. 
Were there any moments in the in class where um, you were surprised by what students were coming up with? When we began the the learning the learning cycle, I think that students were a bit unsure about what actually was expected of them, given that they hadn't had too much experience with inquiry-based learning as we were delivering it. So because of that, I think that some of the questions, well, maybe they were somewhat afraid to start asking questions, thinking that they want to they want to say the answers we want to hear, but then after a while pushing back, saying, no, give me what your personal opinions are, it gave them a lot more freedom. So I can't think of anything on the spot about things that interest me, but I do know that once they started to open up a bit more, the learning seemed to you could see it happening there in the classroom, which was really nice. So it went yeah. from being the, the guess what's in the teacher's head game to yeah. what's actually going on in your head. Correct, yes. Yeah. And I think it was so much more rich because the kids realised that their um, ideas are important, that we value what they think in relation to what the information we're giving them. And, um, of course, we want to do that as teachers in every subject and we've tried to do that in the past, but I feel like this model has allowed it to be a lot stronger um, just the other day, so we did our little um, we did a little task yesterday about appeal paragraph based on the moral imperative to see what they've learnt so far, and they know so many different words. They know the terminology. They know what Laudato C is. They know what Godardo Mazonia is. It's amazing to see how much they've grown in that time term. So it's good to see them grow um, as students as well. Terrific. <laughs> what about the well? The fact that um, Marion Catholic College has not only done the trial learning cycle that they were asked to do, but they also developed um, another stage five learning cycle. Is religion a force for good or evil? Um, and I really enjoyed the planning and the processing of that because what we learnt from the first learning cycle was that it's important to use the hourglass model. And so what we did. The team, when I say we, I'm saying the team because I love working with them. What we did as a team was we got some movies of good and evil in pop culture and we showed that to students and then gave them some time to understand, to come up with their own understanding of what is good and evil. And then they actually had writing tasks on specific events that would have reflected both good and evil. And that engaged the students into the learning cycle before we meant we took them to God. And then once we took them to, once we actually got them engaged in the learning cycle, then we took them to God. We, we had them still um, in, engaged in the inquiry. And I think that's the difference. Uh, Marion College has been open to learning and we've all learnt together. So the first one, we went straight to um, an entry event from Catholic Earth Care. And then this one, we thought, okay, so let's hook them in first and then bring God in. And we use the hourglass more effectively. That's been a huge takeaway for us and that's something in uh, the other learning cycles that we've been planning that we've made a priority to keep. So as Bruce uh, said, we've also we've been trialling two learning cycles this term, but we will do a further two in term four with the idea is that we've seen such success with this. We don't want to go back to our, you know, the old model that we were using. And so uh, stage five will be fully online with the new curriculum in 2021 uh, as well as stage six. And we're also then planning to implement in stages, uh, stage four as well. Yeah, and I think it works really well with that hourglass model um, because it shows its relevance of Catholicism in their lives today. Um, I feel like they struggled to see it with in, within last term, but making that connection right at the beginning and then going back to it continuously, it makes the students see that it is relevant to them in their lives today. Uh, also, lots of aspects there. Um, definitely with the um, learning cycle year 10 is trialing just 
it gives no matter how students um, like to learn it caters to every type of student so in my year 10 class particularly lots of outspoken students and then also lots of students who like to just sit there and keep their opinions to themselves so it gives them the um the environment to either write it down or have class discussions so it is nice to see how the learning is, is impacting each student based on what, what they like so incorporating student choice in there doesn't necessarily mean that inquiry is a free-for-all does it no 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 it, it's still it's still <laughs> heavily teaching guided but make, making sure they're on the right track but then still giving them a fair bit of freedom in the room can I say that one of my um, misconceptions around inquiry learning, having not come from a background with that as well, was uh, wondering about what would happen to things like writing skills. Uh, but we've been able to effectively integrate and keep hold of our focus on writing through all the learning cycles, and we're still seeing um, you know the efficacy of the you know uh, specific writing approach in our classroom. So we have not lost anything in terms of the skills that we were trying to um, incorporate from previous experiences of religious education. It's just meant actually that we've been um, far more successful and really more relevant in the lives of students today. And I agree with that as well. Um, Jordan and I have been looking at their paragraphs from the beginning of term and paragraphs till now, and they've improved so much in their writing, even though the assessment wasn't focused on it the lessons and the informal tasks were, so that wasn't never lost. It actually made them better. I've loved listening to all, all of you in, in this space. It's such a, um, it's such a shared vision that you have. Um, if I was coming into this conversation without knowing some of you already, I wouldn't know who the leaders were. I wouldn't know who the support person from the office was. It's just clear that you've worked as a team. So congratulations on what you've done. And I think that's probably a good place to end and I'd really like to finish now with the song that Claudia and Emily put together to showcase their learning in this learning cycle. So thank you to the team from Marion Catholic College and uh, we look forward to hearing the great things that continue as the curriculum continues to roll out in your school. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Here we have broken the creation he gave us so much left unspoken but now's our chance to stand up take what god has given us then help it to flourish the sky the sea the land the plants the earth out of this darkness reduce waste put your rubbish away Creatures are dying. We can't stop it happening this way. We just gotta keep trying. Fires do the climate change. The thirsty land implores us. Help me save me, heal my pains. Complete the task God's given us. Heal what we have. Desires, loss of oxygen and habitat.
tight Oh how our world must be tired Sky is fogged in a choking haze Polluted air that rises The sun is struggling to send its rays We have to change this Protect the land, protect the sea, it's our responsibility. Protect the land, protect the sea, so there's a home for you and me. Protect the land, protect the sea, all it takes is you and me. Hear what we have broken, creation here. Oh, that's that's great, and and I was not kidding about how catchy it is. Oh, that's I agree. Offer him so it's just a great tune. Yeah, I remember um, when she was showing us during the um, preparation lessons. She's like, "Oh, Miss, you want me to sing it to you?" I'm like, "Right here." I'm like, "Okay," and I was just so excited. I'm like, "Can you please sing this to Sir when he comes around?" <laughs> like, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>